0: Authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of short nonfiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. authors.
1: I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with adult contemporary historical fiction middle grade and paranormal young adult author Sasha Wasley and she's chatting to us on managing multiple pseudonyms. So in my author adventure this week my children's fiction is still out on submission and in non-fiction I have been marketing my books via university library inquiries and I have made my first audiobook sale so things are slowly ticking along little bits are getting done here and there. And it's full steam ahead with my women's fiction books. If you're keen to catch up on this project's progression and other hybrid author news, you can head on over to the hybrid author website to sign up for your free author pass where you'll begin to receive fortnightly newsletters and musings from me. In my caravan adventure, (laughs) we're still in Perth. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I have no clue of what time is or anything at this point of how long we've sort of been here. I feel like it's probably a week. Feels like and has felt like we're never leaving and we're never going to hit the road or get away. But the caravan was to be ready on Monday. We picked it up yesterday. They had replaced the entire roof Uh, panel which we really appreciate that our dealership has done right by us and oh it should be bulletproof weatherproof and uh, all sorts of proof now and yeah so we've got that back we have spent all today packing it and getting it ready and we're going to hit the road take two 5am tomorrow morning so by the time this goes out, I will hopefully be on my my way, on this this kick off the caravan adventure again. Uh, we changed changed again plans. We had up north bookings which we cancelled due to flooding a crossing that we were hoping to get across it flooded twice but we've heard it's open again so rather than going from down south which we or and going across diagonal which we had spoke about going from if you're in australia you'll recognize these names if not Uh, You should visit these places. They're great. Uh, Kalgoorlie, which is a gold mining sort of town. I was really looking forward to going there. And we will hopefully hit it on the way back. But right now we're just going to head straight to Karangini, which uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a big national park here. It's got absolutely breathtaking gorges. It's a completely unpowered site. So it's really just red dirt and all that, uh, you know no power we've got our own power hopefully that works and everything works out well so yeah fingers crossed for me that the adventure begins after so much but you know looking back at this it's it's really has been a bit of a blessing in disguise we have been able to tick off all the things from setting off uh, before heading down to Bustleton. having to return. The caravans had a a second overhaul. Uh, Lots of other things have been checked, weight, all other little bits and pieces have been sorted. I also started homeschool this week and that was a bit of an eye-opener and I've been really feeling lucky that I've actually been doing the homeschool here in Perth at my parents' house rather than on the road uh first day the kids are really great they they're very happy to learn and go on with things but the first day having to sort of go between because two kids you know one sort of gets finished and then is waiting and the other one and uh that that's been kind of hard then i have an online program and it's kind of gosh the sheets that are on there, are trying to some of it wasn't showing online and then they really need to have them in front of them to be able to i feel work on them better so we've actually purchased like a small compact printer for the caravan and it's also for work use as well which is going to help if they need these sheets we can just print them on the go so i feel like we're fully prepared now and uh yeah, there's no stuff in us.
0: Thorn Creative, where beautiful websites for authors are brought to life. No matter what stage you're at with your writing, your stories deserve a dedicated space to shine, whether you're just starting out or have a bookshelf full of bestsellers, your website is the hub of your author business. Finding everything you and your books offer together. Thorn Creative can nurture all aspects of redesigning your old site or start afresh from the initial design. They can provide ongoing hosting and maintenance to marketing your books online, saving you time, money, and stress trying to wrangle your site yourself. An author website built by Thorn Creative can easily direct readers to your favourite retailers, your publisher, or simply set you up to sell to them direct. The options are endless. Thorn Creative have worked with many authors across all genres and know what goes into good, functional working author websites to sell books. Head on over to thorncreative.com.au slash websites for authors to read author and publisher testimonials and to see what they offer and some of the sites they've created. Sasha Wasley was born and raised in Perth, Western Australia, Wujik Noongar land. She holds a PhD in feminist literature and loves nature, Jane Austen and puns. Sasha is an advocate for literacy and creativity and runs writing workshops for children and adults whenever she can. She is a WA ambassador for Books in Homes Australia charity, promoting early book ownership for life success. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Sasha. Thank you so much, Jo. I'm so excited to be here. We are really excited to have you. So thank you for joining us. Can you tell us how did you come to join the writing industry?
2: I've always been a writer from the time I was a kid. I wrote my first novel-length book when I was 14. So I've kind of always wanted to be an author. Uh, But it took me quite a long time to actually get there. I didn't really get the encouragement that I needed, mainly in the partnership that I was in the marital partnership and I was sort of encouraged to get a job and and have a real income and not being a particularly strong confident person at that time I just went oh okay yeah that's fair enough that's what I should just do so I put aside the writing it was just a hobby It was just, you know, writing fiction was a hobby. But writing nonfiction, i.e. copywriting, was a job. Um, So that didn't leave me an awful lot of creativity at the end of the day. I was pretty exhausted from writing at that point. But due to various circumstance changes in my life, I did start writing fiction again and eventually finally got published. And the way I got published was rather than what I expected, which was to instantly be picked up in a massive bidding war between the big five (laughs) Publishers (laughs) and be renowned for literary. Um, fiction, which would, of course, land me the laureate position across the world. That didn't happen, surprisingly. So I decided that I would lower my expectations a little and try some publishers that even I hadn't heard of. So I actually <laughs> went overseas and found a couple of small digital publishers to pitch to. And one of them picked up my first book, which was A Young Adult Paranormal. And that was my first taste of being a published author. And I was hooked immediately. So that happened in 2015. So that what, eight years ago now, and I never looked back. Basically, I decided this is what I want, and this is what I have always wanted, and now I'm going to make it happen. So I worked really, really hard, and I'll kind of go into a little bit more about yeah. that shortly. Well, that's
0: amazing. Well, I take it, were you an avid reader that you were like, oh, I'll just love the stories, and I, you know, I'm going to write
2: one one day? Absolutely. I was always a huge reader to the point where um, I would basically thieve books off my sister's bookshelf. She was older than me, so she had a job, which meant she had income, but she also had a sneaky way of borrowing books that never made it back to the library. I don't know, maybe I could <laughs> have a family of thieves or something, but I would then go into her room. She was my own personal library and I'd go into her room. And she had the ambition to be a librarian. So everything was organized in the Dewey Decimal <laughs> system. So I read all her books, a lot of them very inappropriate for my age. I Were they it- um
0: young adult? Like what you
2: no, oh right? No, <laughs> they were <All> adults. adults.
0: <laughs> Mills and Boons, like my mum, has still her No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> there were some of those. That my mum had a good collection of mystery Agatha Christie, sort of risque you know your what was her name jackie collins a lot a lot of that kind of stuff but my sister had a lot of really quite eclectic she was high fantasy science fiction but stuff that was kind of way over my head but i read it anyway and that's possibly why i can't constrain myself to one genre today yeah yeah eclectic yeah upbringing on books
0: oh that's amazing well we are talking about pseudonyms today because as far as I'm concerned, you're the pseudonym queen. <laughs> so you currently have 16 published novels in the world and three pseudonyms, writing adult contemporary and historical fiction under Sasha Wosley, middle grade fiction under Ash Harrier, and paranormal and young adult novels as S.D. Wosley. Tell us about your working schedule. <laughs> what is it like having three pseudonyms and, you know, how how the heck do you manage them all, you know, mum as well as everything else? I'm amazed.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no, look, okay, so the SD WASLI, the Young Adult Paranormal pen name, it's Not retired, but it's kind of on hiatus. I haven't written anything in that realm for a couple of years now. I'm sort of focusing more on the Sasha Wosley name and the Ash Harrier name because I really love having books in print. To me, that's kind of what I always wanted. I wanted to be selling books in stores and doing events and being, you know, being an author, having that kind of feeling, that sense of being an author, which to me didn't really come until I had books in print. And I know that's different for everybody, but it is a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. I'm a really fast, writer and for the last few years I've been writing hard and fast. But having these kind of deadlines with the two competing pen names now, is a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you say fast writer, like how many, like how many words do you knock
0: out or even how many books?
2: I probably would measure it because I, I'm not very regular. I tend to pour out like five to 10,000 words a day and then wow. another day I'll do none. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of up and down, but I can certainly write two or three books a year, which I know for a lot of self-published authors is nothing, yeah. but
0: <laughs> I feel it's like a lot.
2: <laughs> It is something. It absolutely is. <laughs> So yeah, I'll generally write one or two adult books a year and one or two kids books a year as well. So Mm -hmm. probably three to four books a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So obviously how how is it working then with the like you're saying, the two pseudonyms kind of competing against each other? Are you finding are you well, I guess is it up to the publisher? Are you trying to
2: space one out at the start of the year, one at the end, or is it just yeah, I'm trying to, to be smart, smarter than I was before? <laughs> so I've got two different publishers. It's the same publishing house, two different publishers, right? Sort of editors who work with me on the adult stuff and on the kids stuff. So I'm trying to kind of read their minds to go, all right, when is it likely that they're gonna come back to me with with. structural edits and then copy edit. And when's my next deadline going to be to submit something? So yeah, I kind of, I work with them, I talk to them, but I also try and work out roughly when things are gonna be happening and make sure that I've got enough time. But this year Mm. I did have to say to myself, all right, realistically, last year and the year before, instead of writing, my next book, which should come out sort of 2024, in the historical fiction vein, which I had wanted to shift gears and move towards that, I wrote a contemporary. Now, I haven't even sent that to my publisher because I know it's not right for where that particular part of my brand is going. So when she kind of said, all right, can you write a historical for next year? For the first time, I had to say, you know what? Realistically, I don't think I could do it credit because historical takes a lot of research. So I said to her, I can if you really really want me to, but I feel like to do it proper credit or justice is the word, sorry, to do it justice. I really need probably that extra 6 months to a year and she said, "No, do it justice, just make it 2025." And that was actually a really tough call for me to make because then of course it impacts my income and, you know, the fact that I don't get that advance or, you know, the other parts of the money coming through. Yeah, so it was a tough call. I really had to soul search for it.
0: <laughs> yeah I bet but it's good that you know you're honest you're true to the work and not just oh, oh do it and then overloading yourself yeah, um, right. you, you can tell what you can and can't do which is is good and uh that's probably why you can juggle so much <laughs> but I did notice so your pseudonyms pseudonyms, sorry uh you're all in the one place is that right in your website you've got you know that that's where they can find them these these books Did you at any point have separate kind of websites for your different pseudonyms and different social handles and things? Or did you always think, no, everything has
2: to be in the one place? Yeah, I kind of, I have to admit, for the first change of pseudonym, so SD Wasley over to Sasha Wasley, fell into it by accident. So I selected SD Wasley for the simple and very arbitrary reason that there was another Sasha at the publishing house that I'd been picked up by, and I didn't want people to mix this up. So I decided (laughs) that I was going to go with SD Wasley. And then when I um, signed with Penguin and it was a rural romance the publisher said to me are you really set on having SD Wasley because Sasha is a really pretty name it would look nice on the cover of a romance yes. story <laughs> And I, you know being a total numpty and new to the whole industry I just went oh, okay yeah that's cool and looking back that's actually not a bad idea I quite like having that Sasha name now and I feel like that's kind of my main publishing name. It's mm. my also my real name, which does cause a few little issues. <laughs> yeah, Not not so much privacy, because I think I probably would have gone with Sasha anyway because it's hard to have a different name that people refer to you by. But possibly I would have used a different last name. Mm. It's quite
0: unique. I wouldn't imagine there's too many Sasha yeah.
2: Wasley's out there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I have people running up to me in the street going, oh, my God, are you Sasha Wosley? Yeah, or anything like that. It's yet. More that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Uh, It's actually more that I would like to have a name that is more in the middle of the alphabet (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because where your books sit on bookshelves is actually quite important. So if I could go back, I'd probably use something that was more in the middle of the alphabet because then you're not stuck right at the end of the literary festival program or you're not sitting right down at the bottom of the bookshelf or in the library bookshelf. So I possibly would have gone for something more in the middle, which is how I came to choose Ash Harrier for my middle grade books. So I went, all right, I really want to be smack bang in the middle of the alphabet for my last name and kind of at the beginning for my first name, because often in a literary festival program, they'll put you by your first name. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to cover both. <laughs> <my> <laughs> get on you (laughs) that's that's clever thinking (laughs) i don't know look i don't know if it has been it's been um as strategic as a potato a lot
0: (laughs) well i i um run a um, my local book club i've and when I, I don't know how they do it at the libraries, but when they give you a list of what books you're allowed to choose from for the the book club, uh, and it's just a group of 10 women, that's all you're allowed, it's books in a bag. I get sick of starting from the top. So I occasionally do start from the bottom and Excellent. work my way up.
2: So <laughs> thank goodness you, you for you. Have, yeah, being found or chosen by us. <laughs> I always say that. Um, I mean, apart from that kind of thing happening, which is a huge bonus, it's <laughs> basically um, David Winton and Pip Williams who keep my writing career alive. Because oh. people go looking for them and they find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's
0: yeah, that's good. That's a good point to to think of as well. So as well as your pseudonyms obviously the names being different and the genres being quite different have you come up with any challenges like with having them all under the one umbrella uh, especially
2: for the children's I suppose is were you concerned about that in any regard uh yeah I guess one of the challenges and this answers the question you asked me a minute ago that I completely forgot to answer about the website (laughs) (laughs) and the social handles is managing it all so yeah I didn't want to have 15 different social handles and you know I already i am not a huge lover of getting online and marketing myself. I don't love that. That's actually why I shifted away really from self-publishing and more towards being um, in, traditionally published. So I went, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to have one social handle for Ash Harrier and then the two for Sasha Wosley and they can be combined with SD Wosley. So really I've only got the three to, to worry mm-hmm. about. The um, two on Insta, one on Facebook, and then one on Twitter. And then for the websites, I did have three. I kept this Sasha Wosley website, but I've incorporated SD Wosley into that now, which I think makes sense. The names are quite similar and people yeah. will usually find me if they need to. Ash Harry, I felt like it really did need a website of its own because I didn't want kids coming to my Sasha Wosley website and getting confused and not understanding what was going on. So I had I had my own website for that, but I linked to it from my other website right other challenges i guess when you go out into the the book world a lot of the time people don't realize that you have those two identities that you're a double agent so um you have to kind of tell them really come out and tell them otherwise they won't know and they and they think either like for ash harrier they often think that I'm a total newbie rather than someone who has been in the industry for a few years and sort of knows a bit. So I have to then let them know that I'm also Sasha and Then they don't know what to call me. So there's a few little kind of hiccups here and there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I guess the main thing is having to do the double introduction. So I'll go out to a bookshop. And rather than just say, hi, I'm Sasha Wosley, Thank you so much for stocking my books, at which point they'll then often say, would you like to sign a few? Welcome, you know, which is great. And we do rely on that. I then have to say, oh, I'm also Ash Harriot. So that's kind of that additional awkward introduction. But, you know, I guess it's a small price to pay. And I did choose it myself, so I have to own it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, I have saw you about at various um, book events. I think maybe, uh, what's the one that they have at the Rockingham Writers a few years by but- we that like many years back presenting
2: convention yeah 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 i
0: think i went to one of your sessions or um and so i've known you in that capacity i did not know you were the author of ash harrier and then i saw you (laughs) present at cbca and i was like oh yeah exactly so that's exactly yeah, what happens. yeah. <laughs> but that's all right but i have seen ash harrier books around and um they're quite known to me because i think it was it kelly canby that done the illustrations yeah. Yeah. so i've seen a lot of them uh as well
2: but yeah yeah it was oh, good it's good.
0: almost like a surprise though it was like oh
2: Oh. <laughs> a good surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's a good talking point actually. And Kids love to hear about it when you when you go in and you talk to kids at school and you say hi. I'm Asharia, but that's not my real name. They're always <laughs> really intrigued by that, and they and they kind of first question, "Are you allowed to pick your own name?" You could just see them picking their own names yes. out for their future authoring.
0: Oh, that is absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) I love that. So, well, yeah, to be honest, the hybrid author has kind of grown for me out of having two identities. So, you know, your story, just uh, I'm I'm so interested because I started out writing children's and YA fiction, did not plan at all to write nonfiction books. And just from going out from uni and setting up freelance writing and chasing an authorship career and sort of, you know, dealing with... uh, I call them author fears but like self-doubt and fears of being judged and all this stuff Mm -hmm. I have a couple of non-fiction books that came out from these experiences which I have just self-published because I I didn't plan on it so I thought you know I'd rather just put these out myself but I'm still going down the traditional route for the children's and I did set to do them separately and I just don't have the time I don't have the time to do be in two places at once I found it really difficult and stressful I thought well what is what do I have in common here is obviously I'm chasing traditional publishing and I'm self-publishing it make well I say it makes me a hybrid author so here we are yeah (laughs) and I keep everything in the one place and it's just an easy way for me to navigate and manage what I'm trying to do work-wise but I love that you write across the board and you're not sort of restricted to kind of one thing but does your publishers want the next book from you as a certain pseudonym, are they, you know, sort of chomping a bit down there? It sounds like you've, you've not got free reign, but, you know, you're sort of like, oh, maybe, maybe this year.
2: <laughs> well, I guess they have to um, help me manage my brand. And that's something that they're good at. I really love my publisher. And I'm lucky enough that they've been willing to follow me genre wise, understanding that I am not someone who <laughs> comfortably sits within one genre. However, what they, what they have kind of picked up is that a lot of my books will appeal to a certain readership. So even if I'm writing contemporary and then I'm writing historical and some of it's romantic and some of it has romantic elements and there's a little bit of mystery in some of it, that's okay because they can see where where I'm writing and that my readership is um, kind of the same woman and it's also kind of the same voice that's, that's... Speaking, yeah. Yeah. So they've been really supportive in that way. Then with the middle grade, they were completely comfortable for me to choose a pen name. They had no opinion really either way. They could see both perspectives. The one opportunity with keeping my Sasha Bosley name was of course that I could write on the readership I've already got but it did concern me a little bit that kids might go looking at my adult books. Not that there's anything deeply inappropriate for them in there, but I just sort of thought, you know, why don't I just start fresh and give this other name a go and, you know, just see what happens with it. So mm. a lot of my um, business decisions are quite experimental. I kind of go, all right, what's going <laughs> <Keep laughs> to happen? I'm going go and see. Yeah. Well, I think
0: that, that's that's business, isn't it? I think yeah. see what tries, what works, what fails and yeah, keep keep putting yourself out there, which is Great. So, did you pitch to the publisher? Say, you know, I have this children's idea. I want to, you know, did and you pitch to the somebody else in that house?
2: Yes, it's a bit strange actually because years ago I wrote a young adult version of the Alice England book. So that's my children's one. And I sent it to Pantera Press, who are my publisher. And they did get back to me and said, would you consider a rewrite? Because we feel like this doesn't really sit in either young adult or adult. There's too much crossover between the two. So would you like to choose one and rewrite it for that? And at the time, I'd already been picked up by a digital publisher in the US. So I'd said, thank you. I really do appreciate that feedback, but I'm going to give it a shot over here. I've already got a contract now. So I went with that. That Publisher then went bust about a year after the book came out. So I took my rights back and then I did. By then I had signed with Pantera for my adult books. So I came back to them and I said, look, you guys were interested in this a few years ago. I'm still really passionate about this character. I feel like she's just got something and I can't let her go. So they said, I spoke to Lucy Bell, who... um, is really good with children's books and she's actually an author in her own right uh, she's the one who'd given me the original feedback and she said would you consider rewriting it for middle grade because we are actively seeking a middle grade at oh, the moment no. and at first I, I thought oh I really don't think I could make this work but the more I thought about it the more it made sense I thought actually this character is perfect for middle grade she's got the quirkiness she's got um the the raw honesty and it's got the kind of humor that kids love so I first of all I thought shall I rewrite the book and then I realized it was completely wrong book for kids it had all political intrigue and all of this so I just completely wrote a new story with Alice aged down and Lucy and I went back and forth with it a couple of times I did a few more changes and then she took it to acquisitions and they offered me the three book contract which is amazing yeah that is amazing I pitched pitched it myself yes
0: yeah (laughs) That's amazing what a a story congratulations it's so good well it sounds like you're doing an amazing job all around with the pseudonyms so do you have any you know tips or advice to authors who are looking to who obviously have lots of ideas and lots of areas and looking Mm. to maybe set up pseudonyms and and try and juggle them as well as what you are do you have any do's or (laughs) don'ts
2: well i would say um do not decide to do what I did just because I did. You know, don't go, (laughs) oh, Sasha did it, so that must be right. Because whatever you do has got to be right for you. I see someone like Jackie French, she's amazing. She just combines all her different genres under the one name, and I think that's incredible. I kind of wish that I could do that, you know. Um, maybe one day I will just bring it all back under, Sasha Wosley, Who knows? Because <laughs> you can, you know, you sort of think once you've decided that you, you're you stuck with it, but you're not necessarily stuck with anything. I would try and think really hard about the reasons why. If you are going to choose a pseudonym, I would suggest that you stick with something that is very similar to your actual real first name or actual keep your first real name because it can get confusing when you're out at a festival and someone's calling ash ash across the yeah. <laughs> across the green room and you, you're like huh, huh oh that's me if you're going to switch names around then maybe go with your last name do have a think about where you're going to sit on the shelf that is a consideration i don't know maybe it's not as big a consideration as i think it is but when i go into a bookshop i like to see my books front row center yeah. <laughs> and I don't like to have to move them myself (laughs) yeah so I guess they'd be um the main tips think about where you are in the alphabet think about the pronounceability of your name uh what your name says about you you know if you're an own voices writer then maybe keep that name that that speaks to that yeah there's a whole bunch of considerations there There they're just a few of them Yeah, no, thank you.
0: Thank you for sharing those. That is great. And you don't really think about, I guess, like where you sit in the alphabet and (laughs) and things, I think. So I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, so that's really good. You're saying it. I was just thinking because I've got another, I write children's fiction under J.Z. Morell. Morell is mm-hmm. actually my maiden name because yep. I, I don't use my married name because no one can actually pronounce it. <laughs> and Zeddy is the initials, like J is the first name, Zeddy is the initials of the middle name. Mm-hmm. My nonfiction is Joanne Morell, which was yep. my maid you know, my name before marriage. And uh, this, there's another pseudonym that I'm planning on putting out, which is my n- middle names said out loud. But again, it's set, like yourself, it sort of sets me right at the front. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but but it wouldn't be Joanne it would be something different you know so yeah no so it's definitely something to think about which is great I would love to hear what
2: someone like Nora Roberts thinks about the use of pseudonyms you know (laughs) someone who's huge yeah I'd I'd love to hear their feedback on why they chose it and strategically how it's worked for them Mm, yeah maybe we'll have her (laughs) on yeah go on or J.K. Rowling you know either it's fine I
0: I actually have (laughs) approached J.K. Rowling (laughs) I did. I thought, what the hell? But I think awesome. it was last year and her agent was saying that very nice letter back. It was probably just she's not taking media things at this time. She probably just she probably just doesn't. She just
2: doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to. So,
0: But you never know. I mean, she lives in Scotland. I grew up there. So I was like, hey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, of course. And you share her first name. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: and I was chatting to someone else and we, her name came up because she obviously sold the print rights for Harry Potter, but she controls the digital rights I don't know about audio but Ooh, she has wow. the ebook rights so she is hybrid I was like Ooh, "Wow!" I, I did not realize that yeah her site her site that has um Pottermore or whatever is worth millions yeah. and that's what's oh, hers <laughs> I know yeah, pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, it sounds like, you know, you're having such a good fun and amazing experiences in the traditional publishing world and you know, you love the print and stuff. But you said you had self-published before, which makes you a hybrid author in my eyes. Do you plan on keep doing both throughout your career? Or is there things that you think, mm, pro- pro- this is probably out of the box, my publisher won't like, I'm gonna put it out there again, or
2: never say never. Yeah look that's the thing that's it is a bonus to have that name oh, well i can use my you know i can use any of my names for self publishing if i wanted to but i haven't closed the door on self publishing because little things just continue to have a life of their own it's a surprise i just got an email the other day from a teacher in missouri who said that his class is reading totally starcrossed which was my romeo and juliet reworking for a modern day published as S D Wosley by myself and I would I just about fell over. You know, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. A class That's amazing. Reading that. Yeah. yeah. that was amazing. I'm also looking at adapting it for podcast at the moment. So that would that's something that I'm kind of doing with an audiobook narrator. Just on my own, you know, not not with a publisher. So, in a way, I am still working in that self-publishing field, but maybe looking a little differently yeah. at it. I'm not now kind of trying to crank out novels and and put them out and trying to make money off them because I just have found that I've never made any money off the, those books, and I don't know why that is. I think it's possibly because I don't love the marketing side of it and the sales side of it. So I've never tried to do anything like with Amazon ads or anything like that. Yeah, I would be I would be kind of curious if I had the time to. To delve into that, and see if I could make any money out of it, but I haven't in the past. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of put my eggs in the basket where the money's coming from. Yeah, you should. D- your yeah. I, have
0: you have you out how this class has come
2: across that book that they're you know they're no, reading? I and need stuff? to ask that. Yeah, That's you should. Really great. Yeah, I imagine they just googled um, modern reworking of Romeo and Juliet. She's probably trying to teach them Romeo and Juliet and trying to look for a pain-free way into the book, into the play. <laughs> That will appeal to teenagers.
0: Yeah, but that's amazing, and I love how you know you're talking about other content that you're producing yourself yeah. in different ways. I just think that's all really exciting. So, yeah. no, that that's good. Good to know you're still dipping your toes in elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
2: such an adventurer. I just love trying new things, and I love writing across different genres. So, I've tried to contain the brain, but it won't. <laughs> it won't be contained. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that's fantastic. And uh, I I just love your
0: story because it breaks down so much of what I, I don't know about any any other authors, sometimes, what we're told sometimes as aspiring authors, like, you know, especially from publishing houses, you they only want you for, for this thing, which sometimes obviously might not be the case and, and just all sorts of things. So it's just really great that it's working well for you. But please, can you tell us, you know, where can our listeners discover all of your books and pseudonyms and, you know, on and offline?
2: Yeah, well, the best place to go is sashawasley.com. S-A-S-H-A-W-A-S-L-E dot com. That's got all three author brands on there and all my books. So you'll find everything there.
0: Uh, Well, thank you so much for your time, Sasha. It was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I've been
2: delighted to join you. So there you have it, folks, the
1: truly sensational Sasha Wosley on managing multiple pseudonyms. And I got some fabulous tips from this episode and from Sasha. I hope those of you looking to write in more than one genre and put yourself out there under a bunch of different names did too, as it can get tricky and, you know, confusing. And if you're super busy and all the rest, it can be get overwhelming as well. So I hope you take a Sasha's advice on and of course, check out her amazing books. They're fantastic. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have Polly Holmes chatting to us on writing paranormal and culinary cozy mysteries. So looking forward to chatting with Polly. I wish you well in your author adventure this next week.
0: That's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you're further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.